your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. And if you don't know, now you know. 307, McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. Open the show with some with the Jets and Rogers. They get ready to take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Giants on their bye week. But there has been some baseball. Well, I wouldn't say news, but there's been a lot of speculation. A couple more things about Juan Soto and some thoughts on how the Yankees are going to handle their offseason. And first, let's just go with Juan Soto in the first. A couple of new things have uh, emerged uh, about Juan Soto uh, a little bit. One, Juan Soto, obviously, of the San Diego Padres. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, again, joins the party, as everyone has. We all know the situation with Juan Soto. Right and the San Diego Padres, they are they need to cut payroll. They unfortunately lost their owner recently, and the the belief is he was the guy behind spending all this money. He was the one who was designed uh, to and resigned to just trying to win at all costs. And as much as maybe the GM and Preller loves him, that Juan Soto, that is, that they're just not in a position right now to be able to do enough wizardry to cut enough salary without moving on from Juan Soto, considering all the other guaranteed long-term contracts they've settled themselves into. So Ken Rosenthal came out today and did a, uh, you know, part of his athletic story was that it's not a question of if he will be traded, it's where to. So I think the thought process has finally really started to emerge everywhere that Juan Soto is going to be traded. And let me say this as we get into the Yankee offseason, a couple things with Yamamoto, and just really the thought process on the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner. Because that's who I think this is about. Like, the move for the move for Juan Soto isn't about Brian Cashman. It's really not. Signing Yamamoto isn't about Brian Cashman. We all know the Yankees love Yamamoto. We all know, the, the and that's that was another report today, where the Yankees have purposely over the last year, I guess, did not give out the number 18 because they're saving it for Yamamoto or at least leaving that open to him if he comes here. It's a it's widely regarded as the ace, the ace pitcher in Japan wears number 18. Uh, he wears number 18 you know, with his current team in Japan, and that's the thought process that that's the number you give to your ace pitcher who has now won three consecutive MVPs in Japan. Tanaka wore 18 in Japan. I believe he still does now that he's back in Japan. He came over uh, and wore 19 for the Yankees because uh, someone was wearing 18. He didn't want to disrespect them, but that's a big number, and it's a nice little gesture. I'm not sure how much it means. We'll get into that in a second, but like we know they love him. It's a matter of whether or not how much money it's going to take to get him and whether the Yankees are going to go there. Same thing with Bellinger. I would think Bellinger fits this team like a glove, especially if they don't land Juan Soto. It's a matter of whether whether or not the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner are willing to spend the money, considering they just gave Judge an enormous contract last year, considering they gave Rodon an, a, a, a hefty pitching contract last year. Are they willing to spend the money? Are they willing to do something they haven't done in a long time and have one of these big-time free agent seasons? And let me start with this. I do believe that the Yankees are willing to spend big-time money. And I will tell you why right now. And I know the thought process is, well, what, they haven't done it over these years. They haven't, uh, you know, they 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 bargain bin. 
And here's the biggest difference in the bargain bin. And it's, it's, it's not just as easy as winning and losing. They're coming off an 82-win season. We know that. It's the worst in 40 years. And everyone likes to use the example of, well, when they did this, when they didn't make the playoffs in 08 and heading into the new building, which I think was just as much a part of it as the failure of 08. They went out and had this enormous spending spree. They got CeCe. They got the Sherry. They got Burnett. You know, they they got, um, they spent all half a billion dollars and they went out and won the World Series. At the end of the 13th season, they were a really an atrocious team, didn't make the playoffs, and then boom, they spend all this money in 14. But, you know, they're not going to do that. The Yankees bargain bin basement shop, and that's, it's it's more than even, like, here's the thing about the bargain bin basement shop, and it is about winning in some way. Yes, the Yankees haven't been the same team to go out and spend that kind of money. Now, they have when they wanted a guy. They go out and get Cole in 19. They bring in Stanton in 18 after the 2017 season. They spend money on Stanton, although it's via trade. The contract was over the next handful of years. They give Cole money. They've given money. They made sure they keep Judge. They've spent money. The reason why you have seen stop gaps at second at shortstop and the reason why you have seen trades like um the one that got you uh Josh Donaldson and IKF and some of the other small moves that all these guys like to point to and all the people who refuse to believe the Yankees could put themselves in a big time situation is my they did that while they were still winning, it is about winning and losing, but it's more than that. It's what they were doing in the process of, like, everyone, oh, my God, how could you expect the same team that knew they needed to do something that offseason after losing in the playoffs again, and then they go out and trade for Josh Donaldson? That's their big move. They go out and get IKF to be a – IKF is the shortstop for the New York Yankees, and you're telling me, you're telling me IKF is the shortstop for the New York Yankees. They're going to trade Josh, Josh Donaldson, and now suddenly that's the same team that's going to spend money on all these big-time free agents? Yeah. You know why? Because they traded for Josh Donaldson off a playoff year, and then what they do that year? They traded for Josh Donaldson and were the best team in baseball for the first half. You might not like that answer. I might not like that answer. But the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner were able to drape themselves in it. Right, wrong, indifferent. Whether you think IKF is an inexcusable player to be the shortstop for the New York Yankees, they were the best team in baseball for the first half. They had they dealt with injuries, won 99 games, and won their division a mere year ago. So we can complain about IKF, and I certainly will, as him being the shortstop. And we can complain about all these guys in the off-seasons that they've done. They've been allowed to because they've won despite it. And they've been to three ALCSs in the last five years. Not good enough for you. And we're learning that. And that momentum is starting to build as a fan base. The disdain for how they've handled these off-seasons despite winning on some level is starting to come to a head with this, with this fan base, and they know it. And this year, 82 and 80, and the season never had a chance. They weren't the best team in baseball at any point this year. They never looked like a real playoff team. Maybe a stretch, like a 10-day stretch right before Judge got hurt. That's it. They never looked like a team capable of doing anything. They traded for Josh Donaldson. Oh, and IK of, oh my God, embarrassing. They were on pace for 110 wins halfway through the year. 
at the All-Star break, they were the toast of baseball. They had the best record in baseball. They had, they had Jose Altuve was an All-Star. They had their All-Star closer. They had their All-Star. Uh, Stanton was an All-Star. We forget that. Stanton was an All-Star. Judge was obviously having one of the great seasons we've ever seen. Rizzo was having a good season. They were winning at an incredible pace, a 1998 pace. Again, not a, not a suitable answer and not anything to hang your hat on and be happy with. But that's how Steinbrenner looked at it. Hey, a couple of things went wrong, and we still won 99 games. And we were playing in the ALCS and lost to the future World Series team. We lost to the future World Series champions. A couple tweaks here or there, we're all right. This is completely different. This is completely different. They know that the fan base has had enough. They can feel it. You look at how Brian Cashman handled that session with the media. He was furious. That is as mad as not only have I ever seen Brian Cashman, but almost any GM or executive in this town ever. That's a guy who has a 25-year resume who thinks it's pretty damn good and is frustrated at the idea that year one year removed from 99 wins and a trip to the ALCS that you guys are ready to come to the castle which with with torques and uh, with uh torches and and for, uh pitchforks like he doesn't understand it he doesn't understand it but this year was different this year, none of his little moves worked. And we can talk about bargain bin basements and, oh, the Yankees shop at the bargain bin. You know why? They've been successful there. Up until last year, they've been successful. Everybody wants to point to the Sonny Gray failure. And, oh, you can't mention the Sonny Gray trade, Cashman, or, oh, wow, he's been great everywhere else. What an indictment it is on your franchise. Totally true. The idea of guys coming here and not being able to make it work here like Gallo and and Sonny Gray and Sonny Gray's the best example cuz he's gone on to be an excellent pitcher uh, before and after to the point where he just signed a big time deal and he was second in, and runner up in the Cy Young last year but over the last handful of years since 2017 you can point to way more guys that have come here from that you know and been way more successful than they've been other places you have to just look at the last year or so to find it the other way. Like, oh, well, the Yankees do nothing but bargain bin. Sure, when you hit at the clip they hit for a while, you do it. When you hit on Gio Urshela, when you pay twenty five grand for Gio Urshela and he's hitting you grand slams against Cleveland in the postseason and hitting damn near three hundred and and became such a good third baseman for you that you forgot about Andujar after an injury. And when you bring in Luke Voigt, he's got a 900 OPS, and he leads the American League and all of baseball in home runs in 2020 when he couldn't make the, the, the Cardinals team. Nobody ever says, how come the Cardinals couldn't make Luke Voigt work? Like, nobody ever has that problem. No one ever says, oh, that's a real indictment on the Cardinals. They couldn't make Luke Voigt work. Hey, that's a real indictment on the Cleveland Guardians and Indians at the time that they got nothing out of Gio Urshela. That's a real problem for them. How come it worked with the Yankees? Nobody says that. You know why? Because it doesn't go the other way. Every single one of those hit for a time. And now the last two years, they've all failed. And they were willing to ride that hot streak. Hal Steinbrenner was believing uh, for, you know, Cashman's luck at the, the craps table. 
He was rolling up Gio Urshela's. He was rolling up um, Didi Gregorius's. He was rolling up Luke Voigt's. He was rolling up all these guys. And now he's come snake eyes the last two years. It's completely different. This is a completely different offseason than it's been the last handful of years. And I, I'll be the first one to admit, I've had optimism heading into previous offseasons. I had optimism heading into last offseason, thinking they really realized they had to fix the offense, and they didn't. First to admit it. How, how they went into the offseason without a left fielder is mind-boggling to me. But I firmly believe this year is going to be different. Now, I don't know if they'll get all three like, I, I guess BT and some people have suggested, I know that John Heyman has suggested that they're going to get two of the big three, which is obviously Yamamoto, Soto, and uh, Bellinger. I don't know if they're going to get all three of those players. That sounds like a lot to me and a lot of money, and I don't know if that's necessarily plausible. But I do believe they're going to get at least one and probably two. I... I uh, first of all, I think they're going to get Juan Soto. And let me tell you this right now. I know I'm the Cashman shill. I know everybody. I do. I defend the Yankees. I'm sort of defending them in this moment right now about how they went about offseasons. I, I'm, I'm, I think they've been wrong how they've handled offseasons. My point is, is they've won enough to at least understand their thought process. You can't have the same thought process after this year and after the failures. Cashman's right on this, right on that, right on this, right on that. Everyone goes down in 19. He brings up Cameron Mabin. He br- he hits on that. He hits on every little thing that still wins uh 100 games in 19 and wins him a division. Right? They go out and get uh like I said, IKF is a terrible shortstop. It's a terrible stopgap. It doesn't work at all. They have the best record in baseball for half a year, win 99 games, win the division in the ALCS. Like not good enough for us. But I can understand how they can say, hey, we're not far off. We were just in the LCS. If it wasn't for some injuries, we, were, we had five All-Stars. And we won 99 games and won the division. A, a, a division that had three playoff teams in it. That everybody tells us we no longer compete with. We won the division a year ago. But somehow they've all surpassed us. How did they surpass us? We won a division last year. That's how the Yankees think. This is different. And like I said, I've been a fan of Brian Cashman. I've defended Brian Cashman. I've soured a little bit on Brian Cashman. If Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman allow Juan Soto to be traded somewhere else, I will be done. So we can talk about whether they should have all three. If they should go out and sign Yamamoto and outbid the Mets, who are without question, Steve Cohen is going to be throwing a ton of money at this guy whether they should go out there and get Bellinger as well because they need more than just one bat. You get two lefty bats perfectly. You know, it's exactly what they need. Bellinger coming off this great year. He's won an MVP. He's won a World Series. Now he's back. He's figured it out. He's healthy. He's the perfect fit for Yankee Stadium, blah, 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 all that. I agree with all of it. If Juan Soto is traded and the Yankees don't pony up, I'll be done. That is the one move that the Yankees have to make. That's it. If they do nothing else, if they whiff on Yamamoto, if they whiff on Bellinger, if they get me Juan Soto, I'm happy. Juan Soto is an absolute must. He's an absolute must. He's a must get if he's traded. Now, there's been some different speculations on what it would take to get him. There's a report out there that it takes two top 100 prospects. There is, let me tell you something right now. 
There is no way in hell you are getting Juan Soto for two top 100 prospects. That is patently ridiculous. If that's all it takes, every team in baseball will be interested in that rental. It's going to, they are going to shoot up the price of that. There is no way in hell that's all it takes. There is no way. I don't care how much payroll they have to share or what kind of tight spot they're in. They are not trading Juan Soto, and I don't care what the contract is you have to give them. I understand you got to turn around and give them at least $450 million. At least that's the starting point. I get that. There is no way you are giving up your uh, top 100. Like, All right, if, if you're saying top 100 but one has to be top five, okay, maybe. But you are not giving up your 25th and 58th prospect and getting Juan Soto. That's absolutely that's patently ridiculous. The Yankees are going to have to pony up and give up top prospects, top pitching prospects. There's just no no way around it. There's no way around it. They have to. And they absolutely need to. I know John Heyman came out with a report the Yankees should pass on Juan Soto because of the idea that it's just a rental. I don't care it's just a rental. I don't care 99.9% of the time he's still getting to free agency and they're not going to be able to extend him and they're going to have to get into a bidding war in the offseason. And there's always Steve Cohen with his with his pocketbook the Yankees can't compete with. And if he decides he wants him, then he'll probably get him. I get that. You have to do something that changes this team and changes the feeling around this team. And Juan Soto in the middle of this lineup at 25 years old in the prime of his career is a is something the Yankees cannot pass on. The Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner cannot call themselves the Yankees if they allow that move to go anywhere else. 877-337-6666. So we'll get to it all. I think the Yankees are poised for a big-time postseason. I do think Hal Steinbrenner is ready to spend. I do think they recognize that this offseason, considering where they finished and where the fan base is, and the idea that the little things that got Cashman through from when he made the trades and traded off all those pieces at the end of the 16th season up until 2020, all the little moves that all came up perfect have been out-and-out failures for two years, and it's put this roster and it's put this team in a situation where they can't just get by with little small moves. They can't just get by with one move. They have to go out and make sure that they put this team in a position to win next year because they have a window of Judge and Cole that is only getting shorter. And they have to do it right now. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Knicks makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary! On the final play of the half! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So, yes, I do expect Hal Steinbrenner to spend big. I don't know about all three of the top uh, two free agents and one trade. I don't know about Soto, Yamamoto, and Bellinger. That seems a bit much, and there's going to be competition. Like, you you know, we forget that. Like, there's other teams who want these guys. But Soto is the one. If Soto doesn't get traded, nothing you can do. Then I expect them to be in the market 
come the trade deadline if he becomes available or obviously in free agency next year. I expect the Yankees to go after Juan Soto. He is a superstar. They've passed on too many superstars. It's time to bring superstars to this team. That's the Yankee way. You want to talk about the business model? It's not just selling chicken buckets. You know what sells chicken buckets? Superstars. You know when the Yankees first got $4 million in the four million dollars, four million people in the building? Alex Rodriguez. That's when they got four million people in the building. Now, most of them booed him half the time, but they showed up. That's the point. You need superstars. And if he's traded to anywhere else, that would be by far the biggest indictment on Hal Steinbrenner. And I do believe, I mean, I guess I'm Brian Cashman. It's a trade. But ultimately it would be, because I would view it as, I can't imagine Brian Cashman and the Yankees not being willing to give up the prospects it'll take. I, I said there's no way in hell it'll be a, a, a top two top 100 prospects, but I don't think it'll be anything so significant the Yankees can't do it. They're not going to ask for you two top. Like it's not, it's not Volpe and Dominguez. It's not something crazy where you can't say yes to it. He is still a, a one-year rental. It is still a guy you're going to have to turn around and give $500 million to. There's going to be a level where it won't go, but it won't be as low as just a couple of hundred top 100 prospects. It'll be higher than that. It won't be your. It'll be one of your top prospects with some lower prospects. It won't just be two middling guys in your in your farm system who are you know single A pitchers with some promise. That's not going to happen. So I would imagine the Yankees would be willing to give up whatever it takes to get him. To me, the thought process would be Hal Steinbrenner saying, "Look, I can't pay him that contract. Don't give up anything of significance for a guy of one year." Like that would be my thought process if it doesn't happen. But whoever it is, Cashman. I will be so, I, my tune will change on the New York Yankees so fast your head will spin. You think I'm this Yankee shill? No more. If he is traded anywhere else, I don't care where it is. I don't care what's given up. I mean, I guess maybe that's the the, the point of, like, if if they if the Mets give him Alvarez or something, then you go, okay, how are you going to compete with that? But I doubt very much anything like that would happen. So for me, that's the one guy I am not messing around with. Now, I know they love Yamamoto. I know they love him. The problem is so do the Mets, and that's why I find this very fascinating. How much of a gesture is saving number 18 for him? I don't know. I think there's the picture circulating from his Instagram page where he's wearing a Yankee hat. I'm sure that's not recently. I'm sure that's years ago, but... I think he, if that's even real these days, you got to be careful on what you actually see and if you believe it. But it does look like there's an Instagram picture of him wearing a Yankee hat, not like all decked out in Yankee gear, just wearing a Yankee hat. And it's probably from years ago. But I do think there's something to the New York Yankees and the brand of the New York Yankees. As down as Yankee fans are on them, I, I still think the idea that globally they are the biggest brand in the sport, I think is true. So I think they have an edge in that fact, but... If it comes down to money, I don't know if they can win this battle. But they have to be willing to go to the heights where where Steve Cohen will go if they want Yamamoto. They have to keep it close. So I don't know about that one. I think if you told me the best, if they were going to get two of the three, I think Soto and Bellinger are probably their two best chances because Yamamoto is considered what could be a top five, top three pitcher in baseball. And that is so highly coveted, coveted at the moment. Every team is on that. And, you know, there are teams like the Giants who desperately need a superstar and to spend money. I mean, I don't know if they're in on Yamamoto, but you know how the Mets desperately need a starter. I mean, there are teams that make it very difficult. But I do think that this is not going to be a typical bargain bin. Um, And that's a lot of people's opinion. 
Like a lot of people, I you know, I know Sal and BT going back, and Sal's been, you know, screaming about you know the bargain bin of 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 IKF. And I get a lot of people have. A lot of people have been screaming about IKF and what an embarrassment it was that he was the starting shortstop. I didn't have a problem with it at the time. The Donaldson part of the trade was horrendous, and the, just just for the amount of money he made. But I thought IKF could play the position for a year. The problem was they didn't they didn't move off of it once you realized they were wrong. And then they they benched him in the postseason and still proceeded to tell us what a great defensive shortstop he was. Like they allowed Glaber Torres and IKF to fail at. At defensively at the shortstop position, and that's un- Yankee like when, especially famously, all of these high profile, uh, including World Series MVP Corey Seager, shortstops were out in the market. There was five or six of them, and they passed waiting for Volpe. But I don't think that I don't. I really don't think they'll view it that way this year, especially because as bad as IKF was, I know you don't want to hear it. They were the best team in baseball for half a year and won 99 games and were in the ALCS. The Yankees view that differently than the Yankee fans do. There is a disconnect there. That's not the end goal. They're not hanging banners. They're not thrilled with it, but it's enough to say, oh, okay, let's see. We don't have to go crazy in the offseason. We're right there. It's enough to do that. Uh, you know, our offense really, it still led the American League in runs scored in, in uh, 2022. I mean, do we really? I know they failed in the postseason, but ultimately we scored the most runs in baseball. We had some injuries. You know, we'll be all right. They can't have that argument this year. This year they were the worst offense this side of the, the Oakland A's. This year they don't have that to go with them, and they know the fan base is pissed. And you can tell that by the reaction of Brian Cash. 877-337-6666. Jim in Jersey Shore. What's up, Jim? What's up, Chris? How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, Chris, Yankees are not going to spend 10 cents. And they also, they're not going to spend 10 cents. So you think they're, they're not you, going to You think every, gonna, you think every reporter spend, out there. They're not bringing, Chris, they're not bring, Let me talk. You've just been speaking for like God, 45 minutes. I'm asking you a question. They, they are not going to spend a dime. They're not going to. I don't know if you saw. You obviously you saw the press conference. The arrogance of of this bum Cashman, mm-hmm. and then the arrogance of, of 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 Steiner. First of all, they're at the they're at the salary cap, the the, the luxury tax. They're at. They're not going to. They're not quite at it, but there are some guys that come. Well, right, they right, might. Right, right, yeah, there right. are guys they're coming off the books. Ever, Chris, let me talk, please. They're not going to go over. Yeah, but I'm not going to let luxury. you say things that aren't true. I'm just trying to correct you. Well, they're not. Well, well, have they gone over the luxury tax? No, I, and they have. They have they. Yes, they have. No, almost no, have they, they gone over the luxury tax? Yeah, almost every year of their no, existence. No, 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 not in the last couple of years. And, and they've no, almost the, they, uh, have they ever gone over the luxury tax? My answer is yes. Almost every year of its of its existence, yes. But not anymore. They're not anymore. No, they they, they were over not, the luxury tax this year. Who are they giving? Who are they giving up to Soto? They gave up C.J. Abrams, one of the best young players in baseball, to get Soto. Yeah. They're not giving up. They're not giving up Soto for some Yankee prospect that's twenty-eight and fifty-six and ninety. I agree with you. That's all. And they're not bringing Yamamoto because guess what? Yeah. We got Carlos because we got Carlos Rodon, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what he does. Yeah, I, they're not bringing in anybody. I disagree. They're coming back with the same team, the same arrogance, the same. They I don't make think so. Tweak here. And last year I was yelling at the TV, 
Why ain't they signing this guy Bellinger for left field? Twelve twelve million dollars. The guy's mm-hmm. a former MVP. You think now they're gonna give him twenty four million dollars to play left field? Yeah, well he had a he, he had a six hundred OPS the year before, and now he you had a, now he had an eight hundred OPS. I mean, Chris, I'm just telling you. Been a Yankee fan. I've been following this team for forty years. Do they not and, spend and money the, in those forty years? Where was their payroll this are, year? That this is a different. Where was their payroll this year? Where was their payroll this year? Where did it rank in payroll this year? Right at the top. Where you go? Well, they were. So there you go. Chris, they're not. How much money did they give Judge? You just said okay. They are bringing in Soto. They're not bringing in Yamamoto. Okay, they're not bringing. Here's the thing: they might not bring in. They might not get any of the guys. You might be right. Well, first of all, but here's the thing, though. They are absolutely in on Yamamoto. They might not go yeah, where St- Steve where Steve because, Cohen's willing to go. Not, only because only because Yamamoto has, has been a Yankee fan growing up. That's why he got that picture with the hat. Yeah. But but once but once the guy over in Queens out business. Well, that's fair. They're not gonna. Well, that's they're fair. Not match that. Yeah, but you make it sound, that that's fair. I mean, I don't know. It depends and, on how much. It depends on how much. Thing. Another thing on Cashman, yeah. you were describing how he brings in this guy, he brings in my um, Carlos Mo, 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 you know, Mayban, and he brings in this guy. Mm-hmm. You know who you're describing? Billy Bean, the Oakland A's guy. That's that's who you're describing. Oh, that's who I'm describing. Yeah, because okay. that's what Oakland did for Oakland did that for 15, 20 years. They bring in these guys, mm-hmm. get their career, they help out, they win, they win okay. the division, they get knocked out in the first round. That's what Oakland's been doing for twenty years, and I- that's what the Yankees are now. That's, what the uh, that's the most asinine Chris, thing Chris, I've ever heard. What I said. It's the most Chris, asinine. That's, unless, they're the Oakland A's now. They're the Oakland they, A's. They're, they're, they're the Oakland A's. No, no, because no, that's the money they spend. They, they, that, how many times? Yeah. No, no, no. So no, when, exactly. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Well, oh, yeah, little guys who, who work. Some work, some don't. There's, but people act like they never work. Was Gio Shella not a good player? Yes, he was. Okay, the one so there you go. There he was. He was a good player. They brought in a good player. Where it didn't work other places because of injuries to to a young prospect who I'm sure everybody loved in Miguel Andujar. He went down. They had to scramble, and they got Gio Urshela, who was better. It's all you want to call them the the now they're the Oakland A's because the Oakland A's. Well, first of all, they made movies about the Oakland A's, but I agree with you. The Oakland A's were not is not the model you want. They're the third team in payroll. They've had a top payroll every year. They've made mistakes. They are not the Oakland A's. Don't be asinine. I know you're angry with them. I know they haven't won a World Series. They're not the Oakland A's. Soon to be the Vegas A's because they don't spend any money and the building's falling apart. It's filled with cats and rats and everything else and possums. And nobody goes to the games. They're not the Oakland A's. And they might not get Yamamoto. You, you're right. There, there is no doubt Steve Cohen has more money. And if Steve Cohen has his mind made up that he's going to pay him more than anybody else and money is the most important thing to Yamamoto, he won't be a Yankee. Totally agree. And if you think the Yankees, just because they're the Yankees, should be willing to outspend any billionaire who wants to give up any amount of money, I, I, sorry, you're right. That They're not going to do that. They're not going to go out and, and overpay what Steve Cohen's willing to overpay just because they're the Yankees. There's a limit. Steve Cohen has no limit. I mean, he I think he does, but 
he theoretically could have no limit. The Yankees don't the Yankees don't run a hedge fund. The Yankees run the Yankees. And while that's better than running the Oakland A's or any other damn baseball team in baseball, it's still not the money of a hedge fund and what Steve Cohen's doing. Let's be honest, Steve Cohen didn't like how the stock market was going. He stopped it. That's not the Yankees. Joe in the Bronx. What's up, Joe? What's up, Mac? That was comical. Uh, I'll just say this. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, because take... they, they, there's there's like a there's like a shred, an ounce of truth into what he's saying, but he takes it I so know. dramatically far that it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I had a laugh. I was laughing. It was like comical. It really was. But uh, listen, I'm a Mets fan, but I want to talk Yankees with you, and I'll take Cashman in a heartbeat. These guys have no idea. You can't pick winners all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's impossible. I go to Atlantic City then and just rack up. You can't do it. Right. The guys, I like Cashman. I'll take him in a minute. We had Epler. We had Van Wet. I mean, Jesus. No, I understand. Yeah, he's better than most. He's, be- he's better than most of the GMs the Mets have had. Yeah. No doubt. I uh, listen. Left field. I can't believe what he did with left field, and I cannot believe. Off of one good year, they signed Rodon to that thing. I can't. Well, it's two. It. It's two good years, and still, listen. I, well, I think yeah, he's, they, he's, he's 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 listen. I'm I'm not sold on the fact that Rodon will never be a decent pitcher for the New York Yankees. Like it's one bad year. No, I'm hurt. not saying he's not going to be. I still he'll, I don't think he'll ever. Even if he goes off, I still don't think he'll ever live up to that contract. Yeah, That's a mad contract they gave him. Yeah, but anyway, it's, it's the years, really, but I think he'll pitch well enough to earn the money at least one of those years, but I hope it's for you the guys. overall I do, years. I do. I hope for you guys. But here's the thing I have to ask you. Yeah. Let's just say that the Yanks have enough and they get Soto. Mm-hmm. Do you really think they're going to be able to hold a guy and pay him more than Judge? That's the problem, I think. You can't pay anybody more than Judge. I don't think you can. Well, maybe right? you, you might not How have to do, do it. You, well, you might not have to do it annually. Um, but you can, you, he's younger. So you, you could theoretically give him a longer contract. Like everyone says, oh, he turned down $450 million. Yeah, it's $450 million for 14 years or whatever it was. Like, that was 14, at, right? It was 14. It was something, 13 or 14. So he's right. 25. Judge hit the market at 30. He's going to be That's 25 good. this season. Like he so just turned per. 25. Right, you're saying per. I think per, he might not have to be, he might still be Judge I per. I don't know. I'm not saying he I definitely won't, but I'm saying there is a there is a realm of of possibility where Judge still makes more money per year, but overall the contract will be much larger than 350 million dollars. He got a nine year deal. Theoretically, you could give Juan Soto a 13 year deal, 14 year deal. Marcus in Queens, what's up, Marcus? Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. So um, that that other guy, I think he was real passionate. What he was saying. I mean, he had it all wrong as far as the Yankees spend. I mean, they they do spend just on the wrong guys. But of course. And, that being said, yeah, good. I, I don't I don't think there's any way. I don't even know where it's coming from that the Yankees can get two of these guys. There's absolutely no way are they going to get two guys. And for obvious reasons, they're yeah. not going to trade for Soto. Um, and then have to give them five hundred million when they got Rodon, they got Cole, they got Judge, they got Stan. Like that, there's zero zero way is that going to happen. I disagree. They gave out too many bad contracts. I disagree. I, I really, I, I really get... disagree. Yeah, I mean, they they have to. You know, they're gonna they're gonna pay someone. I understand the, the, the you know the money, but obviously the the money will go up on the luxury tax. They'll get more money in there, and at the same time, like 
some of the money's coming off the books. They can go cheap elsewhere. That's why they have stop gaps at shortstop to wait for Volpe. Volpe's going to be a starting shortstop, not making any money. They could trade Glaber Torres and play Peraza, not making any money. Wells could be their catcher, not making any money. Like, they could have a bunch of people, like, making no money on the team. That's how you do it. Eventually, the stand contract falls off in three or four years, so you eat it for a while, and then... The Rodon, like I just, I think they still can have one more big time contract in there. They're the Yankees; they absolutely can spend this money. All right, so if they if they do if they can have one more big contract, then where does two come in there? Because I'm hearing two of the three. Yeah. At the very most, I could see maybe one. Now the the problem with Yamamoto is the Mets are desperate; they have no pitching. So the, uh, the Mets are gonna, probably going to be willing to spend $60, $70, 80000000 million more than the Yankees are. Yamamoto's not going to turn that down. Correct. The Union won't allow it. It's not going to happen. Hundred percent. Well, I don't know about the union won't allow it, but yes, um, I do think that if he goes, if they are that much high over the Yankees, then no doubt. I think is, they have is, to be. I, I, I don't see do how th- they don't get. But them. Here, I don't. Here's the thing, though. Do you really think? Here's the question: Is Steve Cohen willing to do that? Say it takes fifty million dollars. Like say, say Yamamoto says this, and I don't know if it's. I think fifty is probably a bit too much. Let's say even thirty. Let's say Yamamoto says, look. I've always kind of wanted to be a Yankee. I haven't let that known. The Yankees have offered me two hundred and twenty million dollars. You have to give me two eighty, if you want, or two. Excuse me, two fifty, two sixty, if you want me to be a Met. Is he really willing to go that far for him? Like, I, you might. I mean, Maybe it means not. it means that's 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 the question. Can the Yankees put a number where? Because otherwise, you're right. Like, if it's just he he walks in the door and Steve Cohen says. Go shop your best offer, whatever it is, bring it back here, and I will give you $50 million more than, yes, he's going to be a Met. There's no question about it. Is Steve Cohen and all his billions willing to do that? Like, people also like to talk about how smart he is, and he doesn't give bad money, right? I mean, for a guy who's never pitched in the major leagues, are you going to go up and pony $250, $260 million just because you have it? Yeah, why would the Yankees do that? Because they think they needed to, and they'd be willing to go 200. Like, that's the thing. You're right. The the money is always going to be better for the Mets. The question is, does does it close enough where Yamamoto sold on being a Yankee? That's it. You're right. I don't think there's any doubt if they are really in on Yamamoto the way they say they are, they are going to be willing probably to give at least a little bit more money than the New York Yankees. The question is how much more? Because there is a market for them. Like there's a like they 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 have a team. I don't know if you want to call it analytics or whatever, but they determine what's feasible, and what's what what's in the realm of reality and and a good deal to pay for someone. And there's a top of that market that every team deals with. If the Yankees are willing to go to the tip top of that market, are the Mets willing to just blow past it? Because if they are, they'd get anyone. Like they would just get everybody. But if they determine that Yamamoto is their guy, they desperately need him. They have no one else in this rotation besides Quintana and Sanga, and they desperately need another guy in this rotation, and they just say, I don't care what it costs, I'm getting him, then he will be a Met. We have to see what Steve Cohen's going to do. That's the only thing. That's I mean, that's the question. Is he willing to just blow past everybody else? Or if it's close, could you sell Yamamoto on something different? If it's just every last dollar, any penny more, I would think it's gonna he's gonna be a Met. But I disagree. The Yankees won't spend any of this money. Like I, if you bring Juan Soto here for one year, he's gonna make thirty million dollars this year. 
He's making $30 million this year. All the contracts you just mentioned are on the books this year. So why would they be willing to do it this year but not years moving forward when some of these contracts are going to fall off? Like, yeah, they're going to have Stanton for another couple of years. They're going to have Judge. They have Stanton now. They have Judge now. They have Soto. They have, they have Rodon now. The money, they got $25 million coming off the books with um, with Donaldson. They have certain, I mean, that's, if, if just that is, it's that they're only $5 million more over the, the, the luxury, the, the payroll than they were last year just on Soto versus Donaldson. Plus all the different other guys that come off the books. They have to go young other places, no doubt about it. That's why you have these young prospects. That's why you don't go out and get a shortstop you're not sure of because you love your 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 uh, second your shortstop prospects. So you don't you know that you can go spend elsewhere if you keep your young shortstop prospects. And now you got Dominguez. You put Dominguez in the outfield with one of these guys. Rizzo leaves. You move Bellinger. <clears throat> excuse me, Bellinger to first, and now your outfield is Soto. Uh, the Martian, who you don't have to pay, and judge. Like, that's how you do it. Young. Young. And then hopefully you don't have to pay Volpe and you don't have to pay Dominguez until some of these other contracts now fade off. By when, 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 when Volpe and Dominguez become free agents, Stanton and uh, Rodon will be off the books. It takes six years. Before you have to pay him big money. Now you start, as arbitration comes, you give him more money. But until they need a big free agent contract, it's six years. By that time, Stan's off the books. Rodon's off the books. Depending on how many years you give uh, Bellinger, he could po- theoretically be either off the books or close to you off the books. That's how you do it. You need to, But you, need, you have to trust your youth. They can't have a superstar at every position. You go big on Soto. You go big on Yamamoto. And then you go young elsewhere. And you're going to have guys at the back end of the rotation not making a lot of money. You're going to have to have some pitching prospects come through. Michael King, if he's not involved in the the Juan Soto trade, Michael King has to be a solid really a solid starter for you for the next three years, making no money. You have to one of these pitching prospects have to develop to be at the back of your rotation. Like that's how you do it. You go cheap in the bullpen the way they've gone over the last handful of years for the most part. You go cheap in other places to have superstars on your team. And by the time it's time to pay Volpe and pay Dominguez, these big contracts are falling off. There's no reason the Yankees can't go out and spend money. No reason. They've got money coming off the books. They can go over the luxury tax considering where it is and considering where this fan base is and where this team is for a year or two. And then contracts will start to fall off. And they'll have youth. And and like I think if you sign those guys, I think you trade Gleyber Torres. You don't have to pay him. And you go young up the middle. And eventually, you know, DJ LeMahieu falls off. And that's and then you go young to replace DJ LeMahieu. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you. Two hours down, one left to go. Still got to talk about the Knicks and that, what I think about this tournament. I'm so pumped. And how ridiculous it is that these, these seedings are determined by point differential. And some of the issues we're seeing inside the NBA because of it. 